I love anytime Laurie and I speak together, her in front and me behind her, whatever, because I will be praying about what to say, and she says all the stuff the Lord told me not to say, which segues into what I have to say. We have been in ministry together for many years, and actually, um, we were at a big um, retreat one time, and it was on Psalm 23. So she was talking about King David, and neither one of us had gotten together to compare notes, and I went right after her, and where she left off, I took right over and began in, so it was great. Plus, don't you love her story about being Broadway show tunes being, right? It's like, you know, I was, many of us had, you know, welcome to the jungle whispered to us on our way to school every morning, so. But you know what? We're here. God loves us. King David said, when my mother and father forsake me, the Lord will lift me up. I was looking at myself, I was telling my girly pals over here, I was looking at myself this morning in the mirror and I go, I realize who I am in Jesus. You know, everybody tries to find their lives. Oh, I have to go find myself and they usually lose themselves even worse. I said, I know who I am. I was staring at my hair. I said, I am the female version of John the Baptist. I've got crazy hair. I like honey. And I wore a leather tunic for you guys today. So I'm Jane the Baptist. Thank God has a, that he has a, a sense of humor, huh? Well, you know what? Women and men and God's kids and all of us, everybody needs a tune-up, right? Our cars need tune-ups. Um, our lives need tune-ups. Our refrigerators, everything we own needs a tune-up. I don't have my little, uh, who took my little bookmark? So I have my, oh, I'll get right here. Um, we all need tune-ups. And this is a tune-up. This is what we're going to call a tune-up. Uh, when Lorraine and I designed um, Seasons of a Woman's Life 13 years ago, it was to help women look at current day issues from a biblical point of view. And so, especially in these times where we've been stuck inside the house, stuck inside whatever, we're locked away, people are depressed, we need a tune-up. We need to get back to center. We need to find out what's going on. So this is a tune-up, right? And sometimes tune-ups are painful because they uh, include pruning, right? Who has gardens that you prune all the time? It's not easy. It's not easy at all. Be nice. Okay, I'm saying. And it's very difficult. I don't, I'm not a garden person. My husband has a green thumb that he got from his mom. She can grow award-winning winning roses in gasoline cans. I absolutely kill all my silk plants. They're dead all the time. <laughs> I go into my office, I've got a little plastic. My friend Angie has all these cute little faux little bushes and things around her house, so I wanted to be like her, so I bought one. And it, was, it died in my office. And I don't know how, because it's plastic. It's dead. I hid it behind the thing, hoping it would come alive. It hasn't. So that is just so, so crazy. So we need tune-ups. We need to take care of ourselves, and we especially need to take care of ourselves spiritually. Uh, we go to the dentist when we have a toothache. Unless you're me. Uh, I cracked a crown two years ago. It didn't hurt. I was like, I don't have time to go to the dentist. I'm a loan processor. Nobody has time to do anything in the mortgage industry except work, work, work. So it finally got to a point where the Lord was like, I, I want you to go now or you're going to be killed. And I said, okay, I'm going. So I went to the dentist and you know, women prepare. When we're going to go to the doctor, we prepare. We you know, shower with pine salt and everything. We prepare. Brushing our teeth a thousand times, everything. I prepared. I made sure all the hairs were plucked because anything over 40, that's it. You're growing a full beard. And so I plucked because they were going to be right up on me like this, right? So I'm in the dentist chair. They're working on me for two hours. They get, ah, you know, and so 
the, his nurse comes in and she says, okay, I want to show you the, the, you know, the first, you know, the, yeah, what do they call that? The fake crown, you know, before they give you the, the temporary. Yes, thank you. So she gets the light down on me, which is you could light up the entire city of Corona with this one light. Like you wouldn't need anything else. She gets the light down on me and then she puts a mirror in front of my face. And so I'm, you know, she goes, how do you, how do you like the work? You know, how do you like it? And I didn't see the work. What I saw was a hair coming out of my nose that looked like a cat whisker. And I went like this, like this. And she goes, are you in pain? And I said, do you not see this lion's tail growing out of my nose? And I, I almost went like this and pulled it when she would turn her back. I was so horrified, I could not even... I could barely walk to the, well, you know, you saw how I got up the stairs, don't get old. I could barely get to my car. I was like, the hair, the hair, the hair. And it got longer. Pretty soon it was like blowing with the wind. I go, oh my God. We prepare for everything. Look at this food that was out here today. Are you kidding me? You could get five ladies together with a hot dog, some, you know, stone ground mustard and a paper towel and we'll eat and party. But... Do we prepare our hearts every day? Do we prepare our hearts every day for what's going to happen when we walk out the front door and for who's going to be meeting us? Because I'm going to tell you something. We're in denial as a body. We really are. We don't want to talk about the devil, Beelzebub, Lucifer, Satan, whatever you want to call him. He is the enemy of our soul. We don't want to talk about that. We want to just pretend it doesn't happen. And that's how he does his best work. When we are pretending that he doesn't exist, when we have kids going to Christian parties dressed up like the devil for Halloween or harvest, that should make us go, wow, where are we? So we need a tune-up, right? We need a tune-up. So today we're going to talk about how to tune us up, get us back in the center of his will and love, and how to stay there. Okay? Sound good? Okay. Pray with me. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for every heart in this room, every single one. They look beautiful to me and to you, moreover. And I ask, Lord, that you would reveal yourself and that the Holy Spirit would have free reign to just walk through the room and reveal you to them as you whisper your love. Well, it's not really a whisper because I'm loud, but as you whisper your love to them, Father. Help them to know that you are for every day, not just a 45-minute date on Sundays. And help them to realize that they are so in love with you because we need to be in love with you because you're in love with us. So be here now, Father. We invite you in. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, if you have one of these groovy little things, praise God for our pastor's wife. She's magnificent with artwork. And I had this idea, and she did this beautifully for me. So if you have this, I want you to open your Bibles or your electronic devices. And we're going to go ahead, and we're going to turn to Colossians 3. That's in the New Testament. It's one of the letters that Paul wrote. Colossians chapter 3. Verses 2 and 3. Say amen when you're there. Yeah, no one said amen. Okay, good. Colossians 3, 2 and 3. Okay. Colossians 3, starting with verse 2. Set your mind on things above, not on things above. 
on earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. That is incredible. Right? Let's say it. Let's look at it again. Set your mind on things above. What things above? Things above are heavenly minded. Whatever is lovely gets us to think about. Because if you fill your mind with all of the nonsense on television today or the radio, you're going to be a basket case in short order. I have no doubt. Really, seriously. I've tried. I mean, I've seen some of these things. Because I pray for those people. Okay. Anyway, we can tell ourselves anything we want to, to go ahead and excuse our ghastly behavior. Okay. So, set your mind on things which are above, where Christ is. What are we setting our minds on? Who's there? Jesus. Right? Okay. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. What does that mean, for you died? You're all sitting here breathing today. What does it mean, you died? If Right, if you have asked Jesus to come over your life and be the Lord and Savior of your life, you know what, guys? Our lives are not our own anymore, and that's the problem that people like me have. Well, Lord, let me just help you. No, I, sweetie, I don't really... I don't, it's not help, it's more like chaos when you, you know... Okay, because of the whole hair. I am my hair. I embrace it. That's my life. It's crazy. So, we died in Christ. The moment that you asked Jesus to come into your heart, you died to your old self. That's what baptism is. It's the art of going down into that water as one person and then coming back up as alive, as a new creation in Christ. You don't have to do it 47 times. You only need to do it once. His death for us was sufficient once and for all. He's the ultimate sacrifice. We're not living under the law anymore where multiple sacrifices had to be made as you'll discover when you read the Old Testament, I'll be testing you in the coming weeks. Um, we don't need to have several sacrifices. Jesus Christ was the sacrifice once and for all, okay? So I want to get that there. All right, so now look at your little, okay? And let's go. Ask for wisdom. How do you get wisdom? You need to ask for it. Turn over to James 1.5. See, doing all this helps you find where your books are. James 1.5. Say amen when you're there. Okay, James 1, chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Okay, but you know what? Doesn't that sound easy? You lack wisdom? Ask the Lord. You know, when I first got saved 107 years ago, we were in the book of Proverbs. When you think of wisdom, who do you think of? Who was the smartest man who ever lived? Solomon. Really? He had a thousand girlfriends. We all get on the same schedule. Not smart, okay, Solomon? It's not smart. <laughs> Let that sit in for a couple of seconds. It's ridiculous. How wise is that? After he wrote Proverbs, he wrote a little ditty called Ecclesiastes. Read that because that whole book talks about what a mess he made of his life. But he asked when the Lord came to him, when he took over the kingdom, he said, hey, Saul, what do you want? And he said, oh, I want wisdom to rule your people. And God said, you know what? Because you asked that, I'm going to give you that and all this other groovy stuff too. See, there's a groovy. Keep count of these. I'm going to give you all these other groovy things too. And he gave him all those things. So the scripture tells us in the New Testament, if you lack wisdom, 
Ask because God will give it to you liberally. How many of us, a week before the wedding, our youngest son just got married, Lord, would you please make me a size nine again? A week before the wedding? So then you get the worst case of flu you ever had in your life. And you're like, oh God, how could you have done this to me? Because you wanted to be skinny. <laughs> right? That's not wisdom asking. The Lord will give it to you liberally if you ask him. So before you open this word, which you should do every day, or if you don't have time to open the word every day, get church up in your house. We live in a free nation for maybe a couple of more weeks. So go ahead and turn on your Christian radio stations, 99.5 KKLA, 107.9. They've got the word of God is being pronounced all day long. You will hear that. How do we get wisdom? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Get that going in your lives. Get a fr I have church in my house every morning at 3.30 when I wake up with forever boyfriend and get him out the door. It's in every room. Why? Because who hates us? The devil. You know what else he hates? The proclaiming of God's word and also God being praised. So if you've got that going on all the time where you are, he's probably going to leave you alone. But you have to seek that in your life. Okay, so how do we get wisdom? I'm hanging on to this like it's a pacifier. How do you get wisdom? You ask the Lord for it, and he will give it to you liberally. What does that mean? I mean, he's just going to, like, make it rain, okay, with the wisdom, right? So that's, okay, encouraging? Yes? Okay. Number two, what else do we need to do with this recipe? Uh, repent. Let's go ahead and turn over to 1 John. Go to the right. 1-9. Okay. <laughs> See, some people actually listen to what I say. It's always shocking when that happens. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Wow. How awesome. Ask for wisdom. He'll give it to you liberally. Ask to be forgiven. He will. He will. And who the sun sets free is what? Free indeed. Okay, so in order for us to get ourselves aligned and tuned up, we need to ask for wisdom and we need to repent of our sins. People don't like the word repent, devil. You know, they don't, they don't want to hear, what, I'm, I'm, I'm awesome. I heard someone say that I should be on God's refrigerator. No, I'm sorry. That thing he did on the cross, yeah, that was because we're not awesome. Okay, And it's okay if you realize that. It's okay if you say to yourself, uh, where am I? You know, women prepare for everything. If you guys start a new craft, you go over to Hobby Lobby and you spend $40,000 that you don't have because you have to get every pipe cleaner and the thing, and oh my God, what about that? We prepare. We're always ready to go. We're going to go on a trip. My hairdresser, yeah, I actually have one. She has been my mentor for 30 years. This woman is so amazing. She's like fastidiously house cleaner, you know. It's amazing. But when they go on vacation, she has two vacuums. One is in the garage all the time, and the other one is in the house. When they go on vacation, she vacuums all the way out the back door, or out the front door, and turns it off, yanks the cord, puts that thing in the garage door, puts it down, because when she comes home, she wants it to look nice. Okay, OCD is a thing. Okay, but I love that because I'm like... Hey, that's groovy. Some people feel good coming home to... Stop shaking your head, because I see you. 
But anyway, we prepare. Women prepare for everything. We prepared for what we were going to wear here today. We, you know, we got the kids ready and uh, people who were cooking, uh, you know, awesome. They got up. They made all this up. They went out. They bought it. People prepare. We prepare for everything except, it seems, our spiritual health and growth. Do we really prepare for that? Let's be honest. And I'm going like this, but look, I got three coming back at me. Are we actually really loving Jesus the way that we should? Are we preparing to meet with him every day? The scripture says that no, tomorrow is not promised to anybody. So our individual departures could happen at any moment. Are we ready? I mean, this is a serious question. Don't go like this. Oh, I don't want to look at that. You have to be a part of, this, of, of your own situation. Paul said, strive at your salvation. What does that mean? Does that mean you have to go door to door with an awake magazine? Absolutely not. He didn't say strive for your salvation. He said strive at it. What does that mean? Once you have asked the Lord to come into your life, once you have made that commitment to change your life and start walking with him, you need to be acquainted with every tool that you need, like you get at Hobby Lobby for your new craft, in order to be successful in your walk with Christ. How embarrassing is it going to be if you get to heaven and, you know, one of the cats in the Bible comes up to you and says, hey, how you doing, you know, Jane? And you're like, uh, and you are? I mean, are you going to be embarrassed? Because you're not going to just super, you know, naturally on your way there, oh, your whole mind is filled with that. That's what this earth was for, right? For us to get ready, right? So we need to get ready and we never look at our spiritual sides. We don't do it. And we need to. See, three here, one there. We need to. We're sisters in Christ. We can lift each other up. We can pray for each other. Find a friend in Jesus. Iron sharpens iron. What does that mean? That means people who know and love you come to you and say, I'm not sure about the whole, you know, thing that you're doing right now. You know, the bar hopping on Saturdays before Sunday isn't working for anybody, okay? I mean, seriously. You know, I work in a magnificent office, and I have two very young, much younger, than everybody's much younger than me, but I have much younger colleagues that are fantastic, but they live in a different generation, right? And so I'll say something, and I'll, you know, say, well, you know, blah, 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 and they'll go, oh! what did you just say? What does that even mean? It doesn't mean that now. And I'm constantly having to keep up with these kids, you know, with their new lingo. We need to make sure when we're at work, if there's a new program that they're going to install in our computers, we don't tell them, I, I don't need that. Don't, you don't have to give that to me. We're like, yeah, I need that. If there's a new tool to help us do something, what happens to us when we go on a diet? We, we go... <laughs> We are obsessed. We get little containers and we get scales and we get all these things and we buy 40,000, 40,000. We buy all this stuff in the magazines and we're watching people and we're doing. If we put that much attention into our spiritual lives, we wouldn't even, you know, we would eat it right okay. We're not trying to stuff ourselves with something that's missing, right? Something's missing, okay? Uh oh, what happened to my thing? Oh, there it is. Look at this. All right, so the third one, commit. Turn over to Proverbs 16.3. That's in the Old Testament. It's right after Psalms. It's a book that that really wise guy who had all those girls wrote, Solomon. You know, there are some people in the scriptures I cannot wait to get my eyes on or meet. I mean, and he's one of them. Amazing. 16.3. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I totally love that. Okay. 
16.3, commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Wow. Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. So if you're going to the bar with your girls on Friday because you just want to go dancing and, you know, that's not a sin. No, it isn't a sin. Is it a good place for you to be? Probably not. Because I don't think you're going to be able to talk about Revelation 3.2 when you're there with all these strange people that are acting like predators, okay? God is not a killjoy, and I'm not trying to say that. I'm trying to say that we are responsible for our own lives, and we are responsible for what happens in our lives, okay? So commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. What are your works? That's anything you're doing, anything you're involved in. You know, years ago, (laughs) years ago, I was supposed to speak at a retreat on grace. Can you imagine them speaking on wisdom and grace? What are they thinking? So... I was getting ready for it, you know, and Bruno was working one Saturday, and so I was vacuuming, and I had the television on, and it was a a marathon version of the Real Housewives of New Jersey. And don't act like you don't know what that is, because I know you do. The New Jersey Housewives were a lot more uh, vocal and violent. And so I was like, oh, and I was vacuuming, so I sat down to take a break, and I heard the Lord speak to my heart. And he was like, hey, what are you doing? He knows what I'm doing. What are you doing? Um, you know, I was just taking a break. Okay, what are you watching? The Real Housewives in New Jersey. And he's like, why? Why are you watching them? Because anything you put into the computer goes to the hard drive and stays there. We don't realize it, but it does. So he says, what has that all of that have to do with grace. You're going to be speaking to women in, you know, a couple of weeks. It, it doesn't. And he goes, okay, turn it off. Because if you don't turn it off, I'm going to turn it off for you. And I was like, really? And he goes, really? I rarely say things I don't do. So I said, okay. So I turned it off and I finished vacuuming and did a bunch of other stuff. So it's kind of like hanging out for a couple of weeks, getting ready for my talk. And I, I, was, I was vacuuming again. See, Bruno should not go to work on Saturdays because it really brings me down, okay? It's a whole garden experience. So I was sitting there, and I turned on the TV, and there they announced, if you missed the last marathon of the Real Housewives of New Jersey, get ready for it now. So I was like... And so... This voice, hey, what are you doing? Huh? What are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> what did I tell you? Um, you told me that you wanted to put me on a magnet on your refrigerator? No, not that part. <laughs> what did I tell you about this show? Um, that you would turn it off? He goes, it's turned off. Now, the Lord will deal with us, and we won't see anything maybe for a few days, a few months, a few years. But it's coming because his timing is not like our timing. So about two weeks later, my husband called me at my office, and he said, Hey, babe, I just got the cable bill in. It's 20 times higher than last month. I'm not joking. It was hundreds of dollars. We just had basic cable. He said, did you order a crazy movie or something that, you know? And I said, no, 
no. I said, I'm sure it's a mistake. We've been, you know, clients of theirs for years. Call them, and they'll take the money off. He said, okay. And so he called me back about 10 minutes later, and he said, I said, babe, did they take the money off? He said, yeah, they did. And I said, well, how much did they take off? And he said, $3.12. And the bill was way over $200 for basic cable. And I go, really? He goes, yeah, uh, so I've taken care of the problem. And man, I heard God back there. I heard him going like this, hey, hey. And, and I said, what does that mean? And he said, oh, I ripped the box out of the wall, and I've completely changed. We've gone to, we went to another carrier. And uh, don't worry, though, I got you every cooking channel on there, and I got you every Christian channel on there, and the arts and all that. And I said, um, what, what channels are not on there? Because I was curious to see what God had done. <laughs> and he said, oh, E's gone, Bravo, VH1. And of course, these were all the stations where the you know, wretched stuff was on. And I said, okay. And I heard the Lord said, I told you. I told you I would take care of it. Because your heart and mind mean more to me than your entertainment. Right? So... We had that carrier for two years, and then we went back to the other carrier, and then here were all those channels. Now, the Lord doesn't test us to, for him to see where we are. That's silly. He knows what we're going to say next Thursday at 345. God tests us so that we can see where we are. So he said, here, sweetie, look at here's all those channels. What are you going to do? What you going to do? And that was it. I never watched any of that stuff ever again. Because I knew that he cared more about what I thought and the contents of my heart than my entertainment. So that's what that means. Okay? So our next one, dedicate. Colossians 3.17. We are popping around in these scriptures. Okay. 317. <laughs> and whatever you do in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord. Pardon me. Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And in whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Dedicate. We need, as women of Christ to dedicate ourselves to being the best version of that that we can possibly be through the use of requesting wisdom, repenting of our sins, and committing our souls and our lives to him. We need to go ahead and dedicate our lives to that, dedicate our families, dedicate our friends, dedicate our husbands if we have them, dedicate our employers the Lord has put us in touch with so many people every day. How many people have seen It's a Wonderful Life? And I just adore that film because Clarence the Archangel says, George, one man's life touches so many others. What would happen if we had never been born? Do you know that you're here because God wanted you here? No matter how you came into this world. You're here because he wanted you here, no matter what has happened in your life. And the devil will hold us hostage constantly by telling us that we were a mistake. You ever been told you were a mistake or you ever felt that way? Because I'm here to tell you that you're not a mistake. 
You have a cardiovascular system that nobody at NASA could touch. You have eyes with a retina that you can see all these amazing things. You weren't a mistake and you weren't an accident. You were planned by a father who loves you and the two people who were the vehicle through which you came were the rich ingredients that he used to make you the recipe that you are today. And I want you, if you take nothing else away from all of this, make sure you take that away. I'm not going to say that you should be on God's refrigerator because I hate that saying. And I also hate LOL. The word LOL drives me nuts because people just put it at the end of every sentence. You know, your car got crashed. LOL. What does that even mean? We're so misguided in what we say to each other. I am not sitting here puffing you up. I am sitting here telling you that you're here because you are here. Look, touch yourself. Here I am. All of me. All of me. Here I am. You're here because God wanted you here. He's your valentine. And you know what? We, we live in a world that is so insane right now. I have been alive at least since Paul was on the earth, and I have never seen such insane things being done in the name of normalcy. We need to turn off the news. We need to stop. My father had a saying, believe half of what you see and nothing of what you hear when it's related to news and reporting of things like that. And we need to be a lot more discerning and a lot more skeptical about the things that are being fed to us than we are because we just toddle off after it. There's a reason that we're called sheep in the scripture. It's not because we're cute and fuzzy, because they are cute and fuzzy. Forgive me, Lord, but they are very... um, unintelligent little creatures, and they need boundaries, and we all need boundaries. If God called us sheep, you best believe that we are. What are you watching? Oh, I'm watching the Real Housewives of New Jersey flip tables and talk like sailors. Well, that's an awesome thing to be putting in your mind before you speak to women on grace. Hello? (laughs) What's wrong with me? I'm insane. That's what's wrong. Okay. So we're going to ask for wisdom. We're going to repent. We're going to commit our ways. Everything we do, give it to the Lord. I always ask people, when our son was going to get married a couple of months before, I said, have you found a place to live, or are you just going to be in a tent someplace? I mean, what's happening? Time to grow up. You're going to get married. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, most probably. Probably. I mean, I don't, that's a ghastly thing, but I mean, you know, yeah. Anyways, our son, our youngest son was getting married. I said, have you found a place to live? He was like, well, not yet. What are you waiting for? You know what? You've got to find a place to live. You've got to start your life. I said, have you prayed about this? What? It's not surgery. See? See where we are? My son loves the Lord. But see how we are easily taken away? I love this line. God's too busy to listen to my prayers. He's trying to deal with the wars in the world. Do you think that maybe the wars in the world are going on because you didn't pray? Prayer does amazing and huge things. And we are constantly being dragged into these false senses of security. You don't have to pray about that. You know that the devil hates when we pray? I mean, I can't even get down on my knees anymore. I've had surgery and it's like, oh my Lord, what is that? It's like a giraffe that was just born. But I just kind of stand like this by my bed. Okay, this is good, Lord. And I just, you know, it doesn't matter what your posture is. Get it out, Lord. Look at this thing. Can you come here? I need you, right? This is what you need. We need to be praying about everything. Not the kind of ice cream you're going to eat on Friday. That's kind of silly. But you can thank him for the ice cream. But you need to be praying about every single thing. 
that is in your life because he cares about everything in your life because he lets you be born because you're here for a reason. And don't let anybody tell you that you're not. It's as stupid as coming up to me saying, you're not a girl. Or you don't have any hair. <laughs> oh, I think I do. Okay, don't listen to the nonsense. Okay, so dedicate. Dedicate everything that you do to him. I'm going to tell you something. It's going to work out really amazing if you do. Okay, be consistent. Turn over to John. That's one of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. 14, 15. How are we doing on time? The little clock thing isn't on. Okay, I better hurry. We can't rush Jesus, so, Okay. John 14, 15. Did you already say amen? Okay, good. I didn't hear you because I was talking. Because I, I need to hear my voice. Okay, John 14, 15. <laughs> okay, yeah, I will say amen. <laughs> Ooh, hate, hating on the speaker. Wow. Get it in when you can, girl. <laughs> okay, if, I love you too. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. Super, super short instruction. If you love me, keep my, keep my commandments. You know, we love our kids. We don't leave them at school all night and not pick them up. <laughs> we love our pets. We feed them. You know, love is associated with many things in our lives that we grasp onto and hold dear. If you love me, keep my commandments. What are his commandments? To not watch the real housewives of New Jersey. What is it going to do for you? Paul said, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are good for me. So we can go and do something stupid and ask the Lord to forgive us, and he will, I'm sure of it, but not cheapen that grace. We don't go back to it and keep doing it over and over and over. And I think a lot of us are stagnant in our walks with the Lord because we're doing things over and over and over and just saying, hey, you know, sending up a prayer mail. Hey, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. The thief on the cross was forgiven instantaneously without being baptized or without going to a Bible study or memorizing Torah. But his life was so wasted that it was the grace of God that pulled him in that day. And you can go to heaven that way, but why would you want to? God has such amazing things for you to do, and you may never be on the news or, you know, whatever, but when you get there that day, the applause will thunder because you came home, and people will come up to you that you never even knew and say, you know, you prayed for me on March 30th, you know, 1982. I was a missionary and this and this happened. And then, you know, 14 tribes in, you know, some lost jungle came to know the entire, you know, to, came, the entire island came to know Christ because you prayed for me at a Bible study. And you had no idea. And you shouldn't know. Yeah. Because God has something real for your lives. Okay. So let's look at this again. We're going to ask for wisdom. When? Once a year? Every day, before your feet hit the floor, Lord, fill my mind with your wisdom so I can understand your word. And if I don't understand your word, help me. What did the man that came to Jesus say? He came and asked for healing, and Jesus said, you know, all you need to do is believe it. He goes, I do believe, but help my unbelief. And also, my wife is watching The Real Housewives of New Jersey. <laughs> and Jesus said, where? 
And he said, the real housewives of Nazareth. Okay. We're going to repent. Why? Because we're sinners every day. And we need to ask Jesus to forgive us and cover us with the blood that he shed on that hideous tree. We're going to commit our works and our ways and our footsteps before your feet hit the floor. Lord, take control this day. Don't let it take control over me. Help me with my situation at work where my boss is treating me like, you know, Philemon the slave, or that was his owner, but, you know, help me to not be treated so bad. Help me to deal with it. Help me to love my sister the way I should. You know, Lord, save my dad. Right? Dedicate, yeah, there you go. Dedicate everything that we do to him. And if we dedicate it to him, you know, we see people dedicate ships and monuments and all that. We need to dedicate all the things that he has given us, the groovy things that he has given us to him. And then we need to be consistent. And we need to realize that if we love him, we're going to obey him. Now, you might walk away from this today and you might say, well, you know, she had a lot of hair and she was, you know, <laughs> her necklace was awesome. But um, I only stood up here and talked at you because it's my great pleasure to talk about him and the way that he loves us. So pray for me that I will remember all my words <laughs> when I leave here because it's so easy for me to tell you how groovy I know God thinks you are and to remember it myself, right? Humanity, this flesh, all my exercise comes from jumping in and out of the flesh. I'm constantly saying, Lord, could you just stand there for one second because I got to take care of this. And he's like, you're acting like a real housewife of New Jersey when you do that. Uh, many years ago, I got saved in the, at the end of the Jesus movement in 1978. And I was groovy then. There was a wonderful, Christianity was alive. It was the second revival. People were so on fire for Jesus. And there was a wonderful uh, group called Isaac Airfreight. And they did amazing Christian albums that helped you to memorize scripture and realize the things that you're dealing with on a daily basis from a biblical perspective with a little, a little touch of humor. I want you to listen to something that I brought today that I want you to hear, and I want you to listen to it very closely. Although it was recorded in 1977, it is absolutely, completely on spot for 2021. And it regards a guy named Claude Grover, who I think a lot of us might be. And we need to listen to it and check ourselves. Claude thought he was the ultimate Christian and that he was entitled to go into heaven. He was a bigoted man who was a racist, obnoxious, enabled, and wrong. So I want you to listen to this. And I want you to, to soak it in and let me know what you think afterward, okay? Can I help you? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for a 777 Pearly Gates. This is 777 Pearly Gates. Oh, uh, great. Is there a, a door, a driver or something I can get in? Wait, what's your name? <laughs> Suppose you want to check, see if I got a reservation, huh? Something like that. Oh, no, no problem. The name's Grover. Claude Grover. Let's see. Gibson, Grant, Green, Gunderson. I'm sorry. No Grover. What do you mean, no Grover? There must be some kind of mistake. No mistake. Your name's not in the book. 
after all the things I done for you? I know what you've done. Oh, yeah, I, I, I know you're supposed to know, but, but what about the time I, I, I donated $20 to that telethon, huh? And see, see, I, I saved the receipt. Tax deductible, you know. <laughs> and what about when I was cheap with my kids' Trailblazers Club and they wanted the little color boy to join, huh? I didn't complain. I even gave him his own little uh, tent on campouts. I'm sorry, Claude. That doesn't make it. Oh, I get it. You probably want something religious, huh? Well, okay, let's be honest for a minute here. Uh, I admit I, I missed my share of Sundays, but so what? I mean, everybody misses them. You gotta admit, I went every Easter and a couple of Christmases too. And, and, and remember that time a few years back when my wife was nagging me? I went two Sundays in a row, two in a row. Even Mr. Rams came. <laughs> Heard it, though. <laughs> Had a little earplug in my transistor. You know, I didn't think anyone could hear those things, but after the sermon, the preacher wanted to know who won the game. <laughs> he was quite a fan. Well, Claude, there still isn't a place for you. Well, well, what you want me to do anyways, huh? You want me going door-to-door with Bibles? You want me to put an I found in bumper sticker on the Pinto? You didn't have to do anything. I did all the work for you. If only you would have accepted it. Something. Look at the guy. I never killed anybody. I didn't rob no banks. So listen, Phil, I can see you keeping those guys out. But this is me, Claude Grover. You know, the life of the party. Lab Shane's Grover, g- g- good old law-abiding American citizen. Now, I never did nothing, uh, 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 really wrong. Claude, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Oh, yeah? If all of us have sinned, then none of us have a chance. That's not fair. You're supposed to be fair. How do you fix that? I died for you, so that by my grace you could redeem yourself. What do you mean you died for? Who are you anyway? You don't even know me. I'm Jesus Christ. Oh, come on. Who are you really? Where's St. Peter anyway? I've told you. Now go. Look, is there a back door or something? I could wash dishes. I love to wash dishes. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Maybe there's somebody else I could talk to. The manager or the owner. Let me speak to the owner. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Hardy, hardy, hardy. How many times I heard a line like that before? It doesn't matter how many times you heard it. It only matters if you believe it. Well, that's just great. Well, where do I go now? I got all this time off from work. I got my camera, let's film it, and flash bulbs. You know how I'm always forgetting flash bulbs. Mr. Grover. Yes? We have a place for you. Over here. Well, all right. Uh, that's what I call service. <laughs> Voice will recognize anyway. <laughs> Jeez, this beaver's getting hot in here. Will you pray with me? Every eye closed and head bowed. Father, thank you for the opportunity to be with these ladies and to suggest a few things to them, Lord, through you that will help them walk closer with you, live better with you, love you more, receive your love more, and to spend eternity with you, which is why you died. 